Like if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. My kids know that, my husband knows that, like down to like date night, every Wednesday on the calendar so that my priorities are there. I remember in college, there was this professor and it's overplayed, everyone's heard it. They talk about the jar with the rocks and you put the big rocks in and then the little rocks have places to go around the big rocks so that you're setting your priorities correctly. That's kind of how I see all of that. And that's how I work that quote around my life. Like everything that's important goes in first. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in today with me, Ray, founder of the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Ryan Major out of Tyler, Texas. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. This is so fun. I love doing stuff like this. Well, good. I like doing stuff like this too, so I'm glad you're here. How'd you get into real estate? So uh, my husband's job brought us to the East Texas area in 2014. And at the end of that year, I was uh, I had a three-year-old and a nine-year-old and I wanted something that could help pay for dance lessons for them. And I wanted to buy a show horse so that I could go back to showing horses because that's my passion. Uh, uh, hobby. I would never do it as a career. Uh, <laughs> and so I told my husband, I said, I think I want to go back to work. And he said, well, you know, you've always been really great at sales and we like real estate. So what about your getting a real estate license? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I started taking the classes and I know myself. So I went in person. Um, I did not do the online course. I actually went to in-person classes in Tyler at the junior college. And um, it was good because I was done in six weeks. Whereas if I had my own timeline with the classes, it would have taken 90 years for me to finish it. And so knocked out the classes, got my license. I started with a small brokerage here in East Texas, just a local brokerage and um, had some good opportunities right from the start. I was introduced to Brian Buffini um, and I took peak producers on my very first day as a real estate agent. And so I definitely credit his referral system for the growth of my business. I work still to this day, even with my team, we're mostly a referral-based team. And so that was 2015. And in that first six months of being licensed, I did like 15 transactions and $3 million. And I made way more than I needed to, to pay for dance lessons for the kids and found out I'm pretty good at this. And so I stayed with that brokerage for several years. And then at the end of 2019, I had kind of reached reached the cap of what I could do on my own. And so I was an individual agent. I had closed 52 transactions that year for right around 11 million. And I was exhausted. So I hired my first hire was an executive assistant. She's still with me today. She's my operations manager now. And um, about two months after that hire, I really felt the need to expand my business. So I moved to Keller Williams. And that's how I got started. It was it was crazy. It was so fast. <laughs> so that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. Um, you like came right out of the gate at 100 miles an hour, which is awesome. What... You mentioned that your husband said you've always been good in sales. So what's your background? Okay. So um, my first sales job was in the second grade. I was at St. Mary's Catholic School and they gave me a book of raffle tickets and they said, go sell these raffle tickets for our turkey dinner. And we were at a horse show that week and I sold like, I don't know, all, all of them that they gave me. And then we had to get more. And I was 
I realized that I was completely comfortable with talking to people and asking them for money. Like, and so from that day, I knew like eight years old, I'm going to be a salesman. And so through college, I actually sold knives door to door. Um, I worked for Cutco. I was going to say, uh, is it Cutco? They were fantastic knives. I still, we still have them on our counter. Um, so I sold Cutco knives for just a summer until I was done with my parents' friends. I didn't understand the referral model then. It felt weird. So after, after college, I went to work for Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I was there for four years until I had my daughter. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a great job. Like the actual work is hard. And you like back then they don't have it anymore. But back then you had to wear pantyhose and like, I'm in Texas and it's a thousand degrees and I'm washing cars and pantyhose and high heels. And it was, that part of it was a disaster. However, um, the sales piece, learning how to run a business, learning how to manage, you know, a hundred plus vehicles in a day and then have people screaming at you and they don't understand the process and they're mad. Like I completely credit my time at enterprise with my success in real estate because I learned so much about thinking on my feet and thinking strategically and creatively on how to solve a problem for somebody that was most of the time way out of my scope of knowledge, right? Like they're coming to me and they're like, oh, my car's been totaled and I need to rent this car for three months and I only have $60 and my insurance is going to do. And so being able to think strategically and how can I work this and how can we make this work for them because it's about them and not me. And so all of that background totally prepared me for this. Um, and then after after that, I had a I had three years where I was home with the girls. And during that time, I actually got certified to be a personal trainer through NASM. And I started my own little tiny boot camp business and a health coaching business. So I did that until I got my real estate license. Okay. So we go, can we go back to enterprise for a minute? Yes. Are you an organized person in general? Yes or no? Uh, absolutely no. not. Okay. So the enterprise that I have in my mind of both I used to be in the automotive business, so I was constantly using Enterprise to pick up clients and get them rental cars because I had a custom car shop for a long time. And then they were also one of my neighbors at one of my buildings that I had. They are like so good at systems and systematizing the customer experience. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's individual situations that you need to adapt and think on your feet and make changes or pull a manager in or whatever. But do you feel that Enterprise helped you systematize and organize things and prepared you for your real estate business in that sense? I do down to like for our CRM and how we manage our clients when they come in, I learned with enterprise when you're there and you pick up the phone and you talk to somebody, you make notes and you say, talk to Ray, um, cars went in the shop on Tuesday. He wants a midsize. Uh, needs to be picked up, da, 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 da. This is his, con you put all that in there, right? So now that I have a team, we have built out our system and we're still working on it. I mean, our team is young. I've only had my team for a year. How so many people still, do you have on your team? So it's myself, my operations manager runs the show. And then we have um, two buyers agents that have been with me from the beginning. Uh, one of them, one of them works part-time. He has another job as well. And the other one's full-time with me. And then I have, uh, 
I guess I'll go ahead and announce it. I have two buyer's agents. One I hired today um, that's going to be working. Yeah, like literally an hour ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be working a little further west. So she's going to handle from like the halfway point into Dallas for our team. And then um, the other one, she was my executive assistant up until two weeks ago. She passed her test and she's moving over to the sales side. So it's myself and I guess four buyer specialists. And then we actually, we also have a virtual assistant who runs our contract to close and he's in the Philippines. Um, but he's very much part of our team. We love him. And I mean, he's like, we shipped him a t-shirt, like he's all in. <laughs> so That's great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So it's good. It's fun. So anyway, yes, enterprise was very helpful. Okay. I noticed a quote from you on your <laughs> Facebook feed. It says, does this support the life you're trying to create or the life that you want. Can you tell me about that and like some of your philosophy behind that? Yeah. So, you know, going through and learning more about being a business owner, right? Like, like so many real estate agents, they they're like, I'm 1099. I'm an independent contractor. Cool. That's awesome. I hope you saved for your taxes, but also you are a business owner. You have to treat this like a business. And I didn't understand that for several years. And so part of the exercises I've been doing and growing the team and just figuring out who we are in that space of having a team presence is setting the cultural values for my business, which also means setting the cultural values for myself and my family. And so our our second cultural value in, in both family and business is if it's not fun, we're not doing it. Like I want everything to be fun. Even if it's hard, at the end of it, I want to say, That was fun and that added value to my life. So for everything that I do in a day, if it's not going to get me towards the goal of whatever it may be, whether it's we're going to sell 100 houses this year or we're going to do 50 million next year or, uh, you know, at home, we're going to build our dream house. If everything that I'm doing in that day isn't working towards both of those goals, whatever that is, it doesn't get on the calendar. So, um, and that's another thing that works towards that. Like if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. My kids know that my husband knows that like down to like date night, every Wednesday on the calendar so that my priorities are there. I remember in college, there was this professor and it's overplayed. Everyone's heard it. They talk about the jar with the rocks and you put the big rocks in and then the little rocks have places to go around the big rocks so that you're setting your priorities correctly. So in your day, like make sure you're filling your jar with your big rocks first and then the rest of it falls into place. That's kind of how I see all of that. And that's how I work that quote in around my life. Like everything that's important goes in first. And then the other stuff outside of, you know, the important things are obviously the relationships. So husband, kids, family, business, like all those have to go in and then everything else works around that. Where does your discipline come from? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I, I love my parents. They're my very best friends. My dad's a, a retired, they just retired a month ago, bought a house real close to here. They're living on the lake. And so that we're having a new experience all being together. We've never, we have not lived in the same town since I left for college. So um, all of that to say, my dad is a horse trainer. And his whole goal goal was never to have a boss, right? So like um, growing up, 
there was a lot of discipline as far as like your work, your work gets done first. You will always be the hardest worker in the room. All of that kind of work ethic stuff was ingrained into me. And that I attribute a lot to it. But also like there was no discipline to be on time or or like stuff like that. So I feel like I had to be self-disciplined a lot, especially as an older teenager and stuff, like making sure that all my chores got done. So I had time to go do fun stuff. And then um, just having my big why in mind all the time, that, that requires you to be disciplined. And the busier you get as a real estate agent, like if you don't get serious and get disciplined, it's going to go away. Like if you're not working every day to make sure your business is exactly the way it needs to be so that everyone gets taken care of, they're going to find someone who is focused enough to take care of them. And so it was more of a necessity. (laughs) Yeah. I find that with people, not just real estate agents, discipline usually comes two to three ways. One is forced, right? Two is actually intentional and cultivated or three, somebody else tells you or shows you exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, for me, my wife and I have a blended family with five kids and three dogs. And if there's one thing we learned going through this pandemic that, you know, we've been through or still in or whatever is happening is that discipline is important. And I don't mean in the form of like behavior. I mean, in the form of having five kids at home and homeschooling and trying to work and figure it out, you know, for me, that changed not only my business model, but how I was managing my time. So now even for these, like I cut my day into 15 minute blocks. So those 15 minute blocks become very important to me of how they're going to be used, you know? And it's always interesting when I meet team leaders specifically, because that's, it's more than just you, right? You have other people you're responsible for that are going to need your time or a phone call or a text message or an email or a meeting or whatever it may be. And you have to build in those slots. Like you said, right? You have your big blocks and or big rocks in the middle and you let the little ones fall, but those still account for space somewhere yeah. in that calendar and you need to manage that space. And I think it's so important too, as we're modeling for our team members, right? Because it just like when we're parenting, more is caught than taught. So when I'm going through my day, I am extremely transparent with my schedule. Every single one of my team members has access to my Google calendar. They can see exactly where I'm at at all times. I never want them to feel like they have to make an appointment with me because I am the, I am there for them. I am their coach. I am their biggest cheerleader. I want them to be successful. And if they need me, I'm one, I want them to know, like, you don't have to schedule a five-minute phone call. Just call me. If I can't answer, I'll call you right back as soon as I can. Like, not a big deal. Um, but I want to be very transparent with them so they know where I'm at and what I'm doing. There have been times in my life where I've sat under leadership where I wasn't sure what they were doing. And because I'm human, my immediate thought was, well, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? Like if I'm out there and I'm I'm hustling, is she just at home like chilling because I'm out there hustling or is she hustling too? Because, you know, I, I never want them to feel that way. So I try to be very transparent. And then accountability is such a huge piece for all of us. Um, you know, I truly believe in the power of coaching. So I love that you have a coaching program and you're investing in the lives of these newer agents because coaching works. Um, and so... For every sphere of my life, I like to be held accountable. I have 
three coaches. So my health coach, right? She holds me accountable. Every Monday, I have to send her my weight. Um, She wants to know how did it go this weekend? Did you stay on track with your food? Have you worked out this week? Where are you at with that? Um, And so same thing in my business. I let my team members hold me accountable too. So every day, and this is new in the last couple of weeks, we started doing this and I love it. Like I can't get enough. I think it's the coolest thing ever. We do an end of day report where literally I send an email to the whole team, not just my admin, but the whole team. And they know exactly who I talk to. Not all the details because I keep my clients' information confidential, but they know like, oh, I talked to Mr. Jones. He's going to list his house on Wednesday, send in the listing documents, sent them to the TC. Like, so they know, like, if you think you're busy, cool. Look what I did today. Can you be busier? Awesome. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> so that it, it works twofold. And then I know exactly what they worked on. And then same as the note-taking that we learned at Enterprise, if anyone needs to pick it up and run with it, they can, because we're all on the same page. And I love that. Can I ask you a question about accountability? Yes. I feel like a lot of people don't do specific things because they are afraid to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. How do you like to be held accountable? Like what works for you that would ease somebody who has a fear of accountability, maybe because it's, they think they're going to fail or they have a history of not following through on something like however you want to frame it. Like what is your take on that? Like what works for you to be held accountable? So I was raised Catholic. So I have like a lot of guilt that works. Um, <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, you know, I, I have a lot of expectations that I place on myself, right? So I hold myself accountable really well, almost to a fault. Like I told you, I someone has to give me permission to like stop something. Like I was doing 75 hard and we were selling our house and we were moving and we were buying our land and we were finishing our floor plans and, 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 and I was telling my real estate coach, I was like, oh gosh, I don't know. I just run it out of steam. I don't have time to do that second workout. And she was like, why are you doing this right now? And I was like, uh, it's a mindset challenge. And she's like, your whole freaking life is a mindset challenge. Put a pin in that and go back to it after you move. And I'm like, okay, cool. So for me, I hold myself so accountable that it's scary, but I know for other people and like for my husband and for some friends of ours, like it's, I never want to come down. If they ask me to hold them accountable, I'm never going to come down hard. I'm always going to come down with grace and humility and just know that like, listen, the whole theme for the whole universe for the last two years is, uh, can I cuss? This shit happens. So like, that's the whole thing for the whole universe. I actually told a client that this morning. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm not worried about that. Like that's the thing. So coming with grace and coming from a place of like, okay, you didn't hit the mark here. What can I do to support you better so that you can get there? And I, that's how I like to receive it. Also. Um, I call it the sandwich. Like you did this great. You did this bad. You did this great. So they leave and they're like, "Ah, I'm going to go work on that now. Approach with empathy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess I have, Two of a very similar question for you. So the first one is, as a team builder, team leader, team player, if you can give, you know, somebody who's listening to this conversation, three things to take away when it comes to building, managing, thinking about 
creating a team? What are those three things? So I would say the number one thing that we have to realize as team leaders is that if your business has grown to the place where you are ready to start a team and it's don't make that first hire out of pain, right? And take your time with your first hires so that you're making sure you're putting the right people in that in that place. And then understand what you bring to the table as the team leader. Because if you've grown your business to the extent that you're ready to add admin and you're ready to add buyer specialists and then listing specialists and then an expansion team, like if you've done all that and it's based on your models, your system, your reputation, you need to understand what you bring to the table and be confident in that because as you bring people on, they have to buy into your vision. So you really, really, really have to drill down to what is my vision? Like, what is the vision of this team? What is the purpose of this team? Um, what is our mission statement? And so that that's really so, so, so much of it. And then from the beginning, think about building a four-lane highway, even if you only need two. Even if you only need two lanes, like start start with the end in mind of like massive growth that maybe you've never even known was an option. Like I know when I was a new agent, I didn't know that like teams were a thing because where I came from, it was just like you worked for a brokerage and that, I mean, that's a team, right? Like you're going to split and it's a team, but like, I had no idea if there were people out there selling 700, 1500 thousands of houses a year under their team. I had no idea um, because you don't know what you don't know. So right. that, I mean, yeah, just, you've got to get out there and you've got to, this is what I told one of my agents the other day we were in there. I, I coach my, my young agents once a week and we were in her coaching session. And I said, you know, it's kind of like your relationship with the Lord. Like if you're not spending time with him, that relationship can't grow. If you're not spending time with your wife or your husband or your kids, that relationship can't grow. Well, if you're not spending time with yourself and your business, it's not going to grow either. And so making sure you give yourself and you work into into that schedule every day, thinking time. Um, And that was something that's been an adjustment for me because now that I'm not out showing property all the time, because my agents are going and showing and I'm managing the listings and running the business, I'm not in the car as much. So like I used to put 50,000 miles a year on my vehicles and I had hours a day in the, in the truck to think. I turn on my little piano music and I'd think and I'd brainstorm and I'd vision cast. Well, that all went away. And so I've had to literally like put my thinking time into my calendar so that it happens. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking now, now I'm thinking (laughs) now I'm vision casting. Um, So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. That was a lot. No, I love that. I think it's, it's all important. It's all great. I think thinking time is important. And I think it's important too that just because it's in your calendar, if you don't have mental clarity and it's not a good time that you can move that to later on in that day, Mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of people become like, okay, this is my schedule. It's so rigid. This is what's happening. And it's not always the best of time, right? Sometimes it's lunchtime and you're just not hungry. You want to wait till two or three o'clock to eat or whatever it is, you know, like give yourself that level of flexibility to do what works for you that day and not every day has to be exactly as it is because the end of the day, if you're not, if you're not feeling what's happening, don't do it. Just like you said earlier, like if you don't want to do it, don't do it. 
Yeah. Cause you're not going to enjoy it and, and hire your weaknesses, right? Like if, if your 100%. business is not a place where you're able to make a hire, hire your weaknesses. When I hired Megan, who is, I, I can't even express to you how important she is to me. Like, it's like Jesus, my husband, my kids and Megan, <laughs> like, I, she is family. Anyway, when I hired Megan, I literally had this legal pad and it was like six pages of crap I didn't want to do anymore. And I handed it to her and I said, this is the job description, figure it out. I'm done. And so she, yeah, she took it and she ran with it. And now when people come on, we actually have like, this is your role. But um, back then it was, it was literally like, I cannot stuff another envelope. I cannot make another graphic. Like I'm out. And then when we brought on the next hire, she did the same thing of like, these are the things that I'm not great at. These are the things that I need to leverage out. And so understanding the power of leverage in your life and in your business. Um, I don't clean my house anymore either because leverage, <laughs> like I'm not good at it. I don't have time. It doesn't bring me joy, but I can leverage that onto someone and I can support their family and help them put food on their table. Yep. And then it goes on, right? It's a waterfall. I love that. So what typically, you know, the mentality is I'm a new agent. I'm going to interview a brokerage um, and make sure, or, you know, see if they're a good fit for me, or I like their culture, I like their team, but it also, it does go the other way that, that is, you know, I know that even if a brokerage is hungry for agents, sometimes it's just not a good fit. What is your philosophy or what are some of the things that you look for? as you're adding agents into your business and building your team? So I am not, and this is today, right? This could change. I'm not the kind of team leader and we are not the kind of team that wants to have a hundred agents. I want to have like a small team of real estate ninjas who are bought into the vision of helping people and working by referral. Um, And so when I'm meeting with agents and they're talking about coming on my team, I want them to understand who I am and what my team is and what we do. Um, And so I actually, in the last two weeks, I've interviewed two agents. I made an offer to one, she accepted. um, And I did not make an offer to the other one. And the reason being, I felt like for me, I want someone who, yes, is motivated financially, but that can't be your main motivation in this business. If you're worried about your money, you're going to fail so fast. And so hard because if you're in this to make money and not to influence the lives of those around you, you're in the wrong business. I'm sorry. You just are. And so short game. Yeah. I want someone who wants to help people and live a good life and live a life by design and who's bought into the vision of we're going to work really, really hard and we're going to push and we're going to make sure we're doing whatever we can for our clients to get this deal done for them. And if they're not on board with that, then they can't be on my team. So, um, yeah, it's service above self over here. Like that's, that's how I live my life. It can't be about me. And I remember this is a a little short story. It's not on topic, but when I was a new agent, I was in our bathroom one day and I had a deal, you know, sliding sideways. And back then it was like, I held every deal just like this, you know, and I was freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to terminate. And my husband was like, so what if it does? And I'm like, well, then it's not going to work. And I'm not going to get the sale. And I'm, we're not going to make any money. And he goes, Ryan, 
is this about you or is this about them buying a house? And I was like, what's about them? And he's like, what is it? And I was like, oh, you're right. Like he called me on it because I would—I had made it about me. I had made it about hitting my goal and, and reaching that next level for my commission split and, and doing all of those things. And it can't be about that. And so what I learned through that is I was holding my deals like this, but when my hands are closed, I can't catch any more blessings. And so I had to open my hands and say, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work, have I done enough that I'm going to keep the client and they're going to trust me and we're going to go to the next deal? Because not every house you're going to get under contract is going to close, like not even close. So I was so immature in my thought process. I had no idea what I didn't know. And now like, I don't know. I was on vacation with my mom a couple of weeks ago and I had a million dollars with the transactions terminate. Like on Friday night, we were at dinner and like a bunch of stuff terminated. And I was like, Oh, well, she's like, what? I'm like, what? There's still clients. Like we'll buy another one. I'm not worried about it. Like we'll find another one. They'll buy it. I'll sell their house. It'll probably even be more because that's how it happens. Right. Yeah. It's true. Almost every time. Yeah. Anyway, and they'll be happier too because they're not buying a house that they're lukewarm about or that they have a, a concern about. I love that. Oh. Okay, I want to be uh, conscientious of your time. Thank you for being here today. Um, a couple of things. One is, what is the one thing that you would like to pay forward to other agents or team leaders that you've learned over your career? You know, if somebody's listening to this and they can just pull one thing away from this conversation, what is your one thing you'd like to pay forward? Um, I would just encourage everyone to get up every day and treat this like a job, like get up every day and go to work and do the very best that you can and love your people and, and do everything you can to make sure you're protecting them in the transaction, know your stuff, take this seriously. I would say the hardest part of this job is dealing with part-time agents who, like you said, before we started, the course is just so easy. Like you can buy your real estate courses on Groupon. This is your competition. If you're not taking market share, you're not trying hard enough. Like your competition bought their classes on Groupon. So take it seriously, go to work, invest in your business, invest in yourself, and it'll come. Like it might take some time, but it'll come if you're putting the work in. It just there's no way for it not to, because your business is going to grow to the extent that you do. And um, it's just up to us to, to literally go to work every day. I love that, Ryan. Show up, right? 90% of success, show up. Yeah. And be willing when you get there, like, like come to work and don't just be like, oh, I don't have anything to do. Like come to work. If you don't know what to do, if you're an individual agent and you just started and you don't know what to do that day, walk into your office find someone like me, knock on their door and say, Hey, do you have five minutes? If there's one thing I know about top producers is we love to tell you how we got there. We love it because we want to see other people succeed. And if, if you don't have anyone like that in your office, you might be in the wrong culture. So call me because major teams always hiring. <laughs> so on that note, as we're wrapping up here, where can these guys find you? If they do want to call you or reach out or hit you up on Instagram or website. Yeah. So we are the major team at KW on Instagram and um, that's the team or they can follow me on Facebook. It's Ryan Major, 
realtor with the major team at KW for my page, but just add me as a friend on Facebook. I'll invite you to like the page anyway. Um, and yeah, if they have any questions, they're more than welcome um, to shoot me a Facebook message, Instagram, either one. Um, I have a LinkedIn, but I'm not on that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, whatever. If anybody needs anything, if any of your coaching clients feel like they want to chat about something or have questions specifically, have them shoot me an email. I'm fine with sharing that. I'll send it to you. That's awesome. Thanks, Ryan. This has been fun. I appreciate your time and uh, I'll see you again. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.